On August 30, 1974, the infamous serial killer Theodore Robert Bundy quit his job in Olympia, Washington and moved to Salt Lake City to attend the University of Utah Law School. By the end of his first year living in Utah, he had brutally murdered between five and eight women. He also attempted to kidnap Carol DeRanche. She escaped and reported the kidnapping to the police, which later led to Ted's arrest. She also testified against him during the trial. This is Cosette with Not So Cozy Crimes, and you are about to hear the investigation transcript of the Ted Bundy Cave. Stay tuned. Mystery Media Group presents Destination Mystery Case File 20. Listening to Mystery Media Group. Yay! Hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. This is not good. This is fantastic, guys. Okay. Hi. Shut up. <laughs> Hello. I'm Melissa with Ghost Girl Memoirs. I'm Mike with Paranormal Treasure Hunter. And I'm Michelle with Time Forgot. And I'm Cozy with Not So Cozy Crimes. And I'm Tice. Alrighty then. Hi, Tice. And you are listening to Destination. You are listening to Destination Mystery. We believe the paranormal is all around us, and every destination is an adventure. We never know what we're going to find on our adventure, but we do know we're going to have an interesting story to tell when we return. We are not going to the same location or telling the same story you've heard over and over. Most of our destinations will be in locations you'd never think to investigate or explore. We are here to bring exciting and spooky new content and hope you will join us on our journey towards discovering the truth. This week's episode is on Ted Bundy. This adventure took us to three locations in Salt Lake City and American Fork Canyon, where we knew Ted Bundy had spent some time. Two locations were former homes, and the other location was a creepy cave in the canyon. Before we get into that, uh, just a little history on Ted Bundy. He was born Theodore Robert Bundy, Born the 24th of November, 1946, in Burlington, Vermont, and died the 24th of January, 1989, in Florida State Prison. He confessed to 30 killings and many unconfirmed. We don't know exactly, up to 100 possibly. Bundy started his life as his mother's secret shame, as his illegitimate birth humiliated her deeply religious parents. Luis delivered Ted at a home unwed mothers in Vermont. Despite the fact he was an illegitimate child, Ted was raised as the adopted son of his grandparents and was told that his mother was his sister. At a young age, Bundy showed an unusual interest in the macrobate. At age three, he was fascinated with knives. As a teenager, a dark side began to develop. He was peering into people's windows and stealing whatever he wanted. While a student at university, he fell in love with a beautiful girl from California. He was devastated when they broke up. Many of his victims looked a lot like her. 
The question came up, did Ted Bundy's education facilitate his career as a serial killer? Ted Bundy was studying law and psychology while he was going to school. Studying law helped him evade the cops. And psychology helped him to gain trust with the people and help guide them to where he wanted them to go. I didn't know that he studied those two things. I thought that was interesting that he chose those things and then he followed that with his, the path that he did. Before he came to Utah, where he killed five people, possibly eight. So the first location that we went to was his apartment when he lived in Salt Lake City. They believe that Melissa Smith and Laura, or AIM, were two of the victims that he did take there. They found a bunch of Polaroids of his victims in the utility room there. There's also a cellar there on the property. And they believe that he... um, murdered one of his victims there. What do we find in the back, parked in the back, Cosette? A yellow Volkswagen Beetle, which is what Ted Bundy used to drive. This was a newer one, but it was still weird. That was kind of weird. I was so excited when we saw that back there. I know. I bet you, whoever lives in that apartment bought that Volkswagen Beetle. Purpose. Oh, I'd totally buy one if I lived <laughs> I there. Too. I'd totally buy one. And then the whole time we were in Salt Lake, I kept seeing yellow Beetles. More than usual. <laughs> Were they following you? Yeah, maybe. I didn't see any old ones. That would have been cooler. We didn't really do an investigation there because it, you know, it's home to people and we didn't want to interrupt their privacy. But we kind of looked around outside and I had my ovulus on and I got the words winter veteran listening and duty on the ovulus. And I remember when I was standing by the cellar, I asked the question, who did you murder in the cellar? And that's when the word winter came up. So I don't know if you murdered somebody in the winter. Winter could be a name too. That's true. I know know two girls named winter. That's true. Um, So if he murdered a winter, he didn't confess to it. And then I asked, why did you kill these women? And that's when the word duty came up on the ovulus. And I thought that was a little creepy. You think it was his duty? Didn't he kind of think that's what he was doing? I don't know. I think he did. I think he knew what he was doing. I think he just did it to do it. Yeah. I don't know. But the other two words didn't just came up randomly. I didn't ask any questions. So did anybody else have anything that they noticed while they were there? Uh, the sketchy ladder that he climbed out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he escaped the police. Where he escaped the police the first time. Which was like. 20 yards from the front door. How did yeah. he get up there? The well, we all know door? after my episode, the Salt Lake City police are not the smartest. <laughs> I mean, if you were standing... Well, if they had as many classes... Two steps to your right, you'd have seen both entrances in it. Well, and you know he escaped like three times yeah. or more, so... He escaped from the actual jail and the actual courthouse, so he was pretty good at getting away quick. What's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> I read a blog about... This guy who went there to investigate and they said that, or the person that lives there now has had some weird things happen. It seems like he said that they had, they do hear footsteps on occasion and they've seen shadow figures or whatever, but I don't know who lives there and I don't even know how to contact them. So I, I, we, I don't know if that's true, but I do know that there was an article in the paper about how they were very annoyed that people kept coming by because after the documentary came out, everybody was wanting to go to the house and see what it looked like. I wasn't about to knock on their door. 
I'd have charged tours, yeah. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Come, in, come investigate my apartment for 50 bucks. Okay, yeah. rent and I'll let you. Great idea. So after we went to his apartment in Salt Lake, we went um, up to the canyon, up to Immigration Canyon, where Ted Bundy supposedly spent a lot of time hiking. I don't know what he was doing, but it probably wasn't hiking. Praying. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. There was an old hunting lodge up there that he used to uh, hang out in. I understand it was abandoned, so he was able to kind of hide there. And when he was hiking, I don't know if he like took women up there. So there's also a the root cellar. When looking on the internet, I found, or they said that there was one body found in that cellar, and they believe there's one more somewhere around that area, but they haven't found it yet. When they had the cellar blocked off a cement. It was like cemented. Yeah. You couldn't get in if you tried. Um, and then all that's left of the hunting lodge right now is the foundation. Honestly, when we were up in that area, I was probably the most creeped out there of all the places. Anybody else had a creepy vibe there? Yeah. More than the other two. And it could have been because we found all the weird smashing of the plates and the weird dolls that were all... There was like a pile of like just body parts of dolls that were all covered in red paint. So, you know, people have been up there doing weird things. How quiet was there? Oh, very quiet. Is it sure that far from, from the road? road? Yeah, but there was no noises. There was no bird sounds. It was quiet. It was weird. There was the Devil's Gate written on the sign. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, there have been a lot of rituals and satanic things happen up there just weird stuff it just it just gave me the creep i didn't like it and it was really quiet for just being a few feet off the highway the other thing we found was a bunch of plates with words written on them they were smashed like all over the place and i'd never seen anything like that or heard anything like that before but you looked it up on the google yeah Google-tice. i looked it up on google and it came up with a big old thing for like a woman's movement. And it lets them get rid of their fears and their worries and anything that's like held them down. Like even if it's family, boyfriend, husband. You write it on the plate. You write it on the plate. You write your whole what's holding you down and then you smash it on the ground. And it's supposed to give you a freedom from all the stuff that's holding you back. Why do you think they would have chosen this location to do that? That's what I thought was always weird. That's a, I feel like that's not a good spot. If you're a woman, yeah, yeah. why would you go up there to smash a plate? Yeah, I never Unless know. maybe they're rape victims or... And someone related to the victims. And that was one of the things. That was oh, that's true. Jane. That's true. But there sure were a lot of them. Yeah. I got the words scared, watch, and disjointed on my ovulus. Scared makes sense. Watch makes sense. I guess disjointed. Well, dolls were torn dolls apart. Were destroyed, dolls yeah. were destroyed. Ted Bundy wasn't usually one, though, to, like, cut him up or anything, was he? He, he smashed some girl's skull in Yeah. Well, I know that he did that, but I don't think he, like, cut them up. Those are the ones we can't find. Nah, maybe maybe that's true. So after that, we drove up to American Fork to find the Ted Bundy cave. We'd never been there before, but there was a TikTok video that showed us how to get there. And of course, it takes takes us to the sketchiest way to get there. Oh yeah, we couldn't yeah. have just gone the easy way. So we parked on the side of the road where there was a pull off, <laughs> and we followed the little trail down to this. It wasn't a bridge; it was a lattice of metal that's holding water pipes. 
So you make your way across that and you climb through this loose rock, then you make it up to the cave. And we spent all the time in the cave and there was a footpath heading to the right towards the direction of our vehicle. So let's just see where this goes. So we followed this footpath and it crosses a nice bridge and our cars are right there. If we turn left and take a two step, we'd have seen it. That's why you listen to TikTok or the media because it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was the sketchiest way. Probably they want you to make it, you know, it's going to be more of an adventure if we take that sketchy yeah. bridge. Adventure. That was the scariest part for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, too. It was I high. And the water underneath was, was pretty rapid and, and low. It took longer to cross the bridge than the basement. Yeah, I had like a mini panic attack and then got my bearings together and ran sure across. I crawled across. Yeah, you did. <laughs> But it was fun trying to find it. We found it easily, but then we got there and it was blocked off by a gate because they don't want anybody in there, but that doesn't stop people from going in. I thought the best part of that whole adventure, Mike, was when Curtis and I got up there first. Bubble, bubble scared me. <laughs> and he crawled through the gate because he's skinny. And Mike was trying to figure out how to pick the lock and Curtis came running up to him. And like, I never see Michael scared. He doesn't get scared of anything. and. He had to grab his heart for a second. And just walk up the hill, too. <laughs> True. Out of breath a little bit. That was funny. We found the cave and we went in. Well, I went in. Curtis went in. Tice. The skinny heart. people went in. They only had they had a gate and they only cut, somebody had only cut one bar out of it. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get back out. Next time, cut two bars out so I can fit. Yeah, me too. We just <laughs> need to put uh, something in our car, like a torch. Just uh, get a cut room. Yeah, let's just do that. Michelle got in. So we got in the cave. Michelle showed me how to use my IR camera. That was handy. I was able to view myself walking through the cave. It was the dirtiest, nastiest cave I've ever been in. Was it really? Yeah, there were. That is gross. When the thing that made me really sick was that there were used condoms all over the place. Ew. Ew. I don't even want to know the people that went in that cave. Do that. That's sick and messed up. Yeah, but there's like fireworks all over. <laughs> Things have been burned. And also, this is not a very big cave. No, it's not very big. It doesn't go very far back either. She's tunneled in fireworks, apparently. Apparently. So I've heard two different stories. The first story I heard was that he hid in this cave when the police were trying to find him. The second story I've heard, he brought a girl there and he killed her, but he left her body in the cave for a couple of days and he would go back to rape her again a few times and then he they found her body somewhere just outside the cave so he must have drug her out and placed her somewhere else that's the other story i heard so whatever he used it for i mean it wasn't good i walked into the back of the cave and then we kind of looked around a little bit and we decided to do an estes session but, but when you do it that way it's like your answers aren't affected by what people are asking and i really wanted to know if we could actually capture Ted Bundy. Maybe if this was a cave we actually did hide out in or whatever. So I went to the back of the cave with my spirit box and the noise canceling headphones. And Michelle and Tice stood at the entrance and asked questions. And then I just yelled out what I heard over the spirit box. You want to go over that, Michelle? I think one thing that's important to know is that you were so far back that... We couldn't hear you as clearly, so we put Curtis. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, that's right. the answers. So there's no way, even with your hair-canceling 
headphones that you could hear the questions we were asking. Yeah, no, I couldn't I hear. Curtis had to yell back. Yeah, I couldn't hear you guys at all. Well, and I have a Oculus on my phone too. So while we were setting it up, I had it on. I asked if it was okay with everyone if we started. And on the Oculus, it came across correct. So whatever was there was okay to start. And I induced everyone that was there, asked if there was someone who wanted to talk. And that's when you answered, Melissa. And it said, thank you. Do we so want to read the transcript? Yeah, I was about, as we go through the transcript, Tice will say the questions he was asking, and I'll say my questions, and then we'll have Cosette give us the answers that came across. So then I asked, uh, is there anyone here with us? And then the flashlight turned on. Oh, yeah. I set the yeah. flashlight on the ground in front of me. Just, you know, how you twist it, and it just, you just barely have to touch it to turn it on. And I did get that on camera, and I was not anywhere near it, and it, and it flipped on. The flashlight turns on. Melissa says, if that was you that turned on the flashlight, can you turn it back off? And the light turned off. And then I asked, are you by Melissa? Station. And then I asked, how long were you in this cave? Not clear, male. I asked, are you male or female? Who asked you? I asked, were you harmed here? Always. Have you been here more than once? He made me, Morgan, excessive, female voice. And then I asked, was the man who harmed you named Ted? Yes. Is there something we can do to help you? Unclear male voice. Please help, female. And then I said, we're here to help you. Can you let us know what we need to do? Find him. I'm here, male voice. And then I said, are you here too, Ted? Always. Help me, help me. Justice. And I said, how long have you been in this cave? No answer. Yes. Is there something we can tell your family? Love them. Then I asked, is Ted's spirit keeping you here? I don't know. And then I asked after that, what keeps you here then? You have me, Mel. And then I said, Ted, why are you here? No answer. Can you touch the flashlight by Melissa again? I did. Remember? And I said, what do you want us to remember? Male laughing. That was a creepy laugh, by the way. I remember that laugh. Just to be clear, what you're reading, Cosette, is what Melissa heard. Yelling back. Yeah, that's what she was yelling back to us. That's what Melissa heard on the closed box. Yeah. The box, yeah. Can this laugh on another video... Melissa, did you check the video of Ted Bundy and the yeah. actors matched? Yeah, I when I came back home, I got a YouTube video of his voice because I was curious and like I literally got the chills. I'm pretty sure that was him. The laugh was really creepy. And right now, while you guys are reading this script, I've got like goosebumps all over my arms, like out because I wasn't expecting these answers to be so spot on. Right. Just, I feel like I'm just a little token blonde of the group. I just come along, you know, it's I'll be the first one taken out type thing. But to, I've never really interacted with one as much up to this point as I did at this time and getting these answers back. And it took me back a little bit. It's kind of creepy. Well, and I, at the time, like I just was yelling out answers and I didn't, I remember the male voice being very like arrogant type and I didn't like it. 
you seem like a jerk. Still in my head, I'm thinking there's no way that this, I'm just yelling out random answers and I doubt that they're even making sense to whoever is asking questions. But when you put the transcript together, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And one thing we noticed when we were asking the questions is that he wouldn't answer my questions so much. I got more of the female voice. When he did answer mine, it was kind of snarky remarks that he would answer tight. Yeah, you'd answer me. Well, he obviously had no respect for women, so makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so after the laughter, I asked, why'd you kill all those girls? Sick. And then I said, what made you sick? No answer. And how do you feel about all the visitors to the cave? Famous. Does it bug you to have all these people here? No. Is there something you want us to pass on to others? Remember me, male. Which girl is here with us? What girl? Maddie? And I said, how did you find this cave? No answer. Did you feel safe in this cave? No answer. And I said, did someone almost catch you in this cave? No answer. Melissa asked for the thermal. I thought I saw something moving in the back of the cave, but it wasn't capturing anything on my IR. Funny you say that. It's funny that you say that because Michelle was looking at a video that she was taking before we got to the cave because she was the first one there. And there does look like somebody in the left-hand side of the cave with a very, very back. That's where I was seeing it, too. Just barely an outline. Because I took it before actually going in. I took it right at the end. Do you have it? Zoomed in with it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I had my camera, and I was pointing it back there, but I, I mean, maybe I can watch it again. I didn't see anything on the camera. But it was like, you know how just out of the corner of your eye, you see like something go past fast or whatever. And that's kind of what I was seeing. But then again, I always wonder because my eyes are bad, especially in the dark. And I don't know if it's just my eyes playing tricks. That's why I asked for the thermal. I asked, did you drive a Volkswagen Beetle? Get out of here. And I asked, do you want us to leave? What are you afraid of? And then I said, we're not afraid of anything. What are you afraid of? Don't ask. And then I said, how come? No answer. And then I asked, were you pregnant when Ted took you into this cave? Did he know you were pregnant? No answer. Did you feel sorry for being caught? Do you have any remorse for the murders you committed? I think at that point we had a big group of people show up. Yeah, that's yeah there were some teenagers that showed up and were trying to get in. Kind of were forced to stop. Well, I also wanted to stop when he said get out anyway. I was like, okay, I'm I'm, here. I'm done. I don't want to be back here anymore. Was there a reason you asked about being pregnant? I feel like somebody got pregnant on an ambulance. Someone, so that's why I asked. Yeah. That's kind of just weird that that came up at that spot. Yeah. There's a picture of a picture, half of a Polaroid. Where did we find that? I, oh, I you found, found that. That's right. Because I couldn't fit in the cave. Good bars. So I was just kind of like looking around outside and I found that under a rock. It's interesting because I didn't know that they found Polaroids at the first place we went to. Yeah, I didn't know that either till today. Could that be a Polaroid? It was like an older Polaroid. It is a Polaroid. I've got it right here. Yeah, it is a Polaroid. Oh, we have it. It is a Polaroid. She is wearing old school glasses, like an older style. When was she in Utah? Oh, 70s. And she's definitely wearing like big, thick glasses, a striped shirt, and like old school jeans. Yeah, and her hair is kind of permy, permy and poofy. 
does not look gold to you. It does look gold to me. It's just strange that you found that. Is it a rock? The background is, we think it's her in the cave. It looks like she's in the cave. The back of the cave is not graffiti, so it's got to be before. That's interesting. I don't know, but I, I took the Polaroid home. Maybe that's why I'm hearing footsteps in my kitchen. That's why you hear voice footsteps. By the way, I don't know if you all heard our last episode of the form school. Michael, was that 34 minutes in? 23.34. 23.34, exactly. There was an EVP captured. It wasn't on the audio that, that I played, the EVP that I played right after we captured that. Because I went back and listened. So it either had to have been captured from my mic or Michael's mic. Because we're recording in two different locations. I'm going to vote yours. Well, you have the photograph, so... <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it's Those snacks there in the background. What is that? My snacks? Yeah, the other side. Oh, oh that's a doggy bone. Doggy treat. Awesome. <laughs> Milk bones. That's so I can give the dogs to shut up while I'm recording. We always want to do a, hey, what can we have done different? How can we make things better? Maybe I could be quieter next time. We always can be quieter. After investigations, we need to have like a sit down, let's go over it, and do it, like, right after we do it. And yeah, and I also preach. I agree. Whoever's not doing nothing needs to write down notes on it. Yeah. I just got a really awesome, it's called a travel journal from oh Walmart today. I want to use it this year. I've started making a list of places I want to go investigate. I think we mm-hmm. should make up a list and fill this out. It has lots of good spots for notes and where you're going, when you're going, what you saw. I think your idea of getting together right after and doing like a debrief is a good idea. And we could record the debrief. We do this months later and we're like, no, I can't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Other sure. than, I mean, we do record it and we can go over recordings and stuff, but I don't take notes because I, I've got too many things going on. I'll come home sometimes and take notes, but we should probably have somebody that just specifically take notes. So uh, my conclusion I think we were talking to Ted Bundy, and I think he's a jerk. I definitely think that negative energy has been left behind in those places because of all the bad things that happened. But that cave, I mean, if it wasn't Ted Bundy, then who was it? Destination Mystery is a production of Mystery Media Group. You can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we go... We want to play a trailer from our good friends at Unexplained Hauntings. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, and welcome newcomers to Unexpected Hauntings. This is an open window podcast to all of you ghost story lovers out there and people that have had experiences with ghosts in the past, be it paranormal, uh, phenomena, or just plain crazy, crazy things that happen that you can't 
understand or explain to anyone else without them thinking that you're crazy. So this podcast is solely based on that and for everyone to just have a clear state of mind and share your ghost stories with us. If you'd like, um, subscribe to our Apple podcast, Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We are on Sirius XM, all of the different podcast um, stations out there. We are out there, uh, Unexpected Hauntings. And um, we would love to hear from you guys with your stories as well on unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show, please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We will be introducing other Mystery Media Group guests in our upcoming episodes, along with weekly bonus material. If you'd like to see more pictures and evidence from our adventures, visit www.destination-mystery.com. You'll find a link to our blog, as well as a link for merch and contact information. Until next time, find your own destination. Solve the mystery. This is a production of Mystery Media Group. Yay! This is a production of Mystery Media Group. Yay!